It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. We like to call it a freak flag, feel good, fake it till you make it, football, Ric Flair. Woo! 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie on 1049 The Horn. We got a lot to get to. Texas TCU breakdown. We'll continue breaking down the other Purple Crypt tonight. We'll do that here. Top of the three, top of the five o'clock. Also, Cowboys package preview. We'll do that at the four o'clock. Also, we'll do it at the top of the six o'clock. Remember, we're off early at 6.30 for the flex. Speaking of the flex, 345 will give you your flex fix right here on Ball Don't Lie. We'll get to all of that and more. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream and the cheese. Pippin ain't easy, but for him it's a breeze. He is Mike Hardball Hard. What's going on, brother? How you doing? What to do, what to it do. It's Friday. I do got a job, yeah, but you know what? The weather is gloomy. Kids are going to be out there playing football. We got kids that won last night. Kids whose seasons ended. Mm-hmm. But hey, most importantly, special shout out to all the veterans that are out there. Right. I know a bunch of you. I'm born and raised <laughs> on Fort Hood. I was born at Darnell around mm-hmm. all the military people. So I salute you. I want to thank you for your service and I want to bless you again. You've heard about all the other places that have been giving away free food. Free food. You free 99. It. Everybody loves free 99. Mm-hmm. But thank you for your service. I ran into a bunch of you today. I appreciate you and I thank you for all that you have done. But let me get right into it. He hails from H Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card carrying member of DBU. Legendary Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But, of course, he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rob Babel. I appreciate the intro, as always. That's not waste any time introducing the real MVP. He's the idealionaire, one of the hardest-broken members of the ARN family. Got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid, but we do know that he's underpaid. He is the Patrick Davis. What's going on, brother? How you doing? 
Uh-oh. Doing good, doing good. Also, shout out to Lou. Lou is here, unofficial mascot. So, shout out to Lou, that's too. Right, that's uh, right. And yes, shout out to all of the veterans out there. Happy Veterans Day, Veterans Day edition of Baldo Lot as well. So, we appreciate uh, and we don't say it enough how thankful we are for all the, the veterans and everything that they've done. So, happy Veterans Day. If you got a veteran uh, in your life or you know one, health. if you don't know, find one uh, and just tell them how much we appreciate everything they've done. All right, uh, let's get to the Texas TCU breakdown. We'll break it down here. Also do at the top of the 5 o'clock. We'll hear from Steve Sarkeesian uh, from his Thursday media availability. Oh, man, it is ugly outside. Sorry, the lightning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sorry that come right through like it was close. <laughs> Saw it like flash in the background of the studio. It's that sound so, you got to wait for, man, though, right? Yes. It's like boom. So please, please uh, be careful uh, out there on the roads as well, man. It's, it's ugly outside, so please be careful. Uh, but, yeah, we'll get to some Texas TCU breakdown. Uh, you can always be a part of the show. You're the most important part of this thing. You're the heartbeat of it. 512-337-3776. Please don't text while you are driving, though. Uh, today don't is ever not the do day. It. Well, you should never do it, but definitely on a day like today, you want to make sure uh, you're minding your P's and Q's. All right? Stay 10 and 2. Right, ten and Stay two. Ten and two. Those are usually the worst drivers, though. The ones who are always ten and two. Yeah, because they're usually, always in the left lane when they should be in the right. Uh, usually, when I pass up a bad driver, yeah. they're at ten and two yeah. for some reason. I don't know what that is about it. That's so. because they knew knew that there was a black man riding next to him when they pull up. They were like, "Uh oh, no, no, that ain't it." you can't even tell in my car if I'm a black man or not. This, that's the best thing about my car. It's just, I've driven cars that it looks like a black man driving them, <laughs> and I will never drive that kind of car again. My car, I won't even say what it is, but. It is a soccer, it is a white soccer mom's car. And every time I go buy a car, I'll go to it and say, hey, what are the white soccer moms buying? And that's the car I will buy. I don't want the cool car anymore. I've had the cool car like three times in my life. And I've gotten pulled over a lot in my life. That cool car gets you pulled over a lot. All right? So I don't want the cool car anymore. I'm 42 years old. I had the, the cool car when I was in the league. I had the cool car when I got out of the league. Balling out of control. Sitting on them things. Nope. Never again. I want to be driving with the white soccer mom. Moms are driving. So when I drive, uh, I look like a white soccer mom. You drive me. You don't know. Neil, <laughs> all you think is like, oh, look at that. Look at that white that, Look at that God fearing white woman know. taking her kids to, taking her kids to practice. Minute. And then yeah. they pull up. Wait yeah. a mm. minute. Nope, I learned my lesson. He has fooled us again. <laughs> I learned my lesson, Horace. No, I can't drive the cool car anymore. Something about me in the cool car. Oh, I love it. Uh, but people, please be careful on the road. That's all we ask. We <laughs> want everybody to be safe out there. Driving is one of those things that nobody wants to admit they're bad at. Have yep. you met anybody You met anybody that will admit they're a bad driver? Yeah, a couple. Really? Yeah. They're, they're, they'll admit they're a bad driver? And they're very uh, directionally challenged as well. I, I've never met anybody yeah. who, will admit, who was willing to admit they're a bad you, driver. You so, haven't gone enough road trips with people. Yeah. Because that's when people start volunteering. I mean, I can't drive. You want me to drive? Like, I'll do like an hour. Oh, I'm a pretty bad yeah. driver, so I can't. You know, if you just drive the whole time and I'll just sleep in the back, yeah. I'm better at sleeping than driving. Okay. Uh, you guys got honest people around you. I've they, never they been honest. They're, they're fine drivers. Yeah. They don't want to drive. Uh, well, see, that's <laughs> they're lazy. Like, that's, that's, that's different than being a bad driver. Oh, no, but they'll admit they're a bad driver, a bad but driver. They, they're not. Huh? They, they'll admit they are, but they're not. They're just they're using just it to get out excuse. of it. It's yeah. like me and laundry with my wife. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, like man, every time laundry, I wash the dishes, I, I break the dishes. Up. I screw up them laundry, that laundry. She's like, you're doing this on purpose. Like, I'm not, actually. I, yeah. I just, I, I don't know why I screw it up, but I do screw it up. <laughs> I shouldn't watch. I think we've come to the conclusion I can't watch her stuff because her stuff needs special attention. But anyway, yeah. uh, be careful out there driving, whether you're a bad driver or not. Driving's kind of like sex. Nobody wants to admit they're bad at it, but... Safety first. Safety in, first. In, in sex and driving, actually. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's get, to, <laughs> let's get to the Texas TCU matchup here. I found this little factoid. I thought it was really, really interesting. Uh, it, it, from ESPN Stats and Info. 
So right now, the TC Horn Frogs are a seven point underdog mm-hmm. or a seven and a half point underdog, actually. Yeah, it did jump up a little bit. Um, yeah, so it depends on who, whose book you're looking at, but seven to seven and a half points. So how about this? Since 1978, that was the et before I was born, FBS, FCS split. Um, there have been no instances of a top five team being more than a six and a half point underdog against a team outside the top ten. Mm-hmm. I'll repeat. Mm-hmm. Since 1978, since the FBS FCS split, there have been no instances of a top five team being more than a six and a half point underdog against a team outside the top ten. TCU currently seven to a seven and a half point dog. Uh, yeah, yeah. CB says, "What is Jim Crane doing?" Yeah, we should get to that. Thank you, CB. Anyway, I digress. We'll get back to it. What the? Heck? Yeah. You told me I shouldn't have to worry, Harge. Yeah. I trusted you because you said that about Jeremy Pena and Carlos Correa, and you were dead on the money. I mean, you. I, I were, think the problem is I don't know anything about the uh, front office. I know about the player personnel. That's it true. It just you're, looks at the front office, and you, you're sitting here and you're like, trying what? to figure out. The biggest thing that happened with Jim Crane and, excuse me, with uh, Click, James Click, he didn't want a one-year deal. He wanted security. He wanted security, yeah. and, and, and rightfully I so. Think he, he, I think he deserves it. I think he's gotten there. Yeah, and, I, and I look at what that. Jim Crane is doing. Dusty's cool with a one-year. He's at 74. Dusty will be 74 going into next season. Yeah, that's a Dusty's good like, Dusty's, man, I'll just do Dusty's, it. I just want to run it back one more time. At that time. age, you're year to year no matter what exactly. you're doing. <laughs> you're exactly. your 70, hey, we all year to year. Exactly. <laughs> so when I look at, at what is going on in H-Town, it, it is perplexing to my mind because I sit and I think, okay, this guy has come in in a, in a situation, again, just like Dusty, to try to calm this whole thing down. Now, rumor has it, he was trying to fight Dusty a lot about player personnel and where now they James, should. Uh, now, yeah, James Click? Yeah, Click. Now, Dusty well, does say that that wasn't the case. He has he stated does publicly. Say, but it has been out there. It's been reported, but Dusty says, no, yeah. we did not butt heads, not to an extent where it would make him hard to work with or Correct. something I would not want to work with him anymore. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So. But, but that is the rumor mill, so yeah. they throw it out there. Now, look, here's the deal. He's done a great job of building this roster and coming in in a time where things were not good. You went and handpicked this guy pretty much. Uh, Crane did. He went and found this guy. And now all of a sudden you just saying, oh, we're just going to give him one more. You, this is not – baseball is not a thing where you just add water. You have to have people in place to develop and grow through the organization. Mm-hmm. That's, been the, that's been the benefit of their success. Yeah. They've been growing a lot of guys through the organization. So for them to be at this stalemate, so to speak, and now he's – I don't know if it's official. I saw some reports, but it seems to be he's out. As the GM, they had they can't come to an agreement. It seems like that that's what it is. One person wants a long term right. deal, and he, another he's like, one no, does I not. You on a short term deal, and that's why I'm like, it's, uh, yeah. it's a it's a bad look. It's a bad look because they just look. won. The World Series. Everybody's yeah. at the, hey, hi, let's go. Let's. I mean, my man Pena is going to be serving food over at Raising Cane's down there this <laughs> today. So, yeah, let's enjoy the ride. But you also have to have things in place. Now, the biggest question is, who are you going to get? Yeah, no, I'm with you. Exactly. Yeah. You, you, you should have already had that in mind exactly. if you wanted to play hardball 
with your current GM yeah. who you're negotiating with. You pro- so I'm assuming he has that in mind already. I'm assuming he had a list. Uh, uh, and that's your job as an owner. Yep. To have a list. You better have a good one. You got a list. I mean, I'm sure he has a list. I mean, the talent's there. So yeah. that might be. So it's that not going to be. Jet. It ain't a hard job. Right. I mean, it's, James Clicky came in. Just don't mess it up. James Clicky came in and did the hard work because that was during a crisis. Yep. And Dusty, they cleaned all that up. That got you to a championship contender. You got tons of young talent yep. coming back on that roster. The hard job is done. Hell, that's yeah. an attractive job. I mean, you better steal somebody's really good GM who says, no, nah, actually, I got a chance to win a World Series there. I'll yeah. go. I'll go there. Yeah. So, I, it, And that's probably what he's thinking, too. He's like, you know, you know how many GMs can, I can get yeah. who want to come be a GM for this team with this roster, yeah. and you want to play hardball with me? Yeah, it's going to be a, so it's gonna be a rough sides. one. Yeah. yeah, I see both sides. All right. But, Sorry. But you, but you also got to remember about the players, too, because there's a relationship deal with it, too. Yeah. Because, yes, you may have some of these guys locked up, but some of these guys may be coming into the office not getting along with the dude and talking about, Trade me. True that? Trade me. Yeah, not you know, true that. There's no a question. lot that goes into this. So All right. I, I, I'm interested to see what he does bring to the table next. All right, sorry about that digression. I'm yeah. blaming it on CB. Okay, getting back <laughs> to the factoid here, in case you forgot. So according to uh, ESPN Assassin Info, since 1978, there have been no instances at all of a top five team, uh, TCU's number four, uh, being more than a six-and-a-half-point underdog against a team outside of the top ten. Texas is, what, 18 or something mm-hmm. like that? In they the, are number 18. Uh, and TCU is currently seven to a seven-and-a-half-point dog. And then I went a little bit deeper. So since 1979, still before my time, there have been six instances of a team with at least three losses being favored over a team 9-0 or better um, and in the regular season. So, and none of those six favorites were favored by more than a field goal. Yeah. So this marks the is basically the biggest a three plus lost team has been favored over a nine and or better team in Rod B's lifetime. <laughs> yeah. So it <laughs> it ain't. I mean, it, it's rare. If you were thinking it's like, man, this seems kind of rare to see Texas three lost team favored over an undefeated TCU team. Yeah, it is rare, extremely rare. So uh, getting back to uh, the matchup between Texas and TCU. Now, so obviously, I think Harge and I have been trying to hit this thing from every different angle. Mm-hmm. What are you fixated on at this point in the <clears throat> week? On Friday, day before the matchup, what are you fixated on? The quarterback position. For the, both sides? For both sides. Okay. I mean, we'll get into it even more so tomorrow mm-hmm. at our pregame, but just looking at it on the surface, you look at what Quinn Ewers has done the last couple games. He hadn't been clean with it. Um, I know we had CDC on on Wednesday, and he was like, let's remember, guys, he just he's just been playing his first time since his junior year, first full games, and that's very, very true. It true yeah. It's very true. But then you go across the field and you look at Max Duggan and what he has done in his three I mean, it seems like he's been in college for like six years. Feels like he's been there yeah, a while. Yeah, he's been there a while. Hey, man, and you he's look a, he's at a savvy things, vet now. Right, and you look at that. Thank, thank you. He's seen it all. So if I had <laughs> to pick the quarterback matchup right now, I'm giving the edge to TCU because of the experience and the way he's playing. And if he goes out here and he plays well tomorrow, he's, he's, he's in the Heisman Trophy conversation because of the numbers. No doubt. And they're an undefeated team. We heard Coach Sark yesterday – Talking about Bijan Robinson, and they said, "Well, most of the time, with the 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 winner is the person who's on a winning football team. So we got to continue to go out there and win." Okay. Same thing can be said for Max Duggan and what they've been able to do: sixty six percent completion rate, two hundred 
24 touchdowns to two interceptions. And one of those interceptions one. I heard on B&E was basically kind of a Hail Mary. Right, throw just throwing it up. Time. Yeah. So he's <laughs> taking care of yeah. the football. He's got one fumble this year versus SMU. Which is he totally had, different from what he was last year. He had 18 in right. the three years prior. Right. So exactly right. like except against Texas. He always shows up against Texas. <laughs> and, and, this is a, and this is a national yeah. stage game for him I'm with you. and the program. Although – they're underdog. They're, they've been getting talked about. Oh, they've been battling. And even I said it. They're in a bad position because every week they've had to play extra. Yeah. They have had to work harder oh, yeah. and, and trying to come back in these ball games. So for him to be able to do that the way that he's been able to, the quarterback position is so important to me. Obviously, we've talked about quarterbacks for a long time. But, You're a quarterback. So you know, a, yeah, you I know exactly what's <laughs> going I'll, I'll on. I'm looking I, always, I always take your word <laughs> when it comes to baseball and QBs because yeah. you're a QB. I'm looking across <laughs> the field, and I'm looking at what Quinn's been going through. He hadn't been the sharpest. He hadn't been. He, since, to that point, since OU, Quinn, you were just completing 50% yes. of his passes. Right. Uh, 229 pass yards per game, 6.5 yards per attempt. Yeah, and I had, I had lunch with a friend of mine, and he yeah. was talking about, since you brought it up to me, Mike, I've been paying more attention about the not setting his feet still. He's still at that point where he believes in his arm so much, and it is a golden arm. Yes, it is. But if he worked and cleaned up the fundamental part of the game, there's no doubt his numbers would be way, way better. I think he would be able to hit that deep ball. Yeah, I, I think he would be doing certain things well, Sark's differently. A, Sark's a quarterback coach. I think Sark understands I can't fix that during the season. Right, agree. He's like, I can't fix it now, so why am I going to bog down his process His process with that right now? Because I can't fix it now. That's kind of a long-term off-season fix, right? But that's so, also me as an individual. No, no, I agree. No, but, but I'm, I'm saying, saying like, me so, as an individual there, working on it. But I'm saying myself. there's nothing really I can do about it right, right now right. other than and yelling and screaming at the young man <laughs> yeah. about that. And he's like, well, coach, I, yeah. I got to work on that technique. That's foundation stuff. So that's yeah. offseason. So I feel, you know, I agree with you 100%. But my point is, I, I'm a solutions-oriented person. There is no solution for that right now. No, there's not. But uh, there uh, is other there's than, me other time, than, though. Other than high percentage throws and mm-hmm. easier throws. But even some of these easy throws, he'll decide, I'm not setting my feet for that thing. I'm yeah, gonna I'm just going to flip it out yeah, there. So I'm like, it, man, I don't on. know if there is a fix for that right now. And then factor in this. Factor in this bad weather. Factor in this situation that we are going to possibly be in. I know the weather is just going to – it looks like it's only going to be cold. It's not going to be as wet. But still, you got to go out there and elevate your game. And I know he's a a kid that loves challenges. I know he's looking across there and all the conversation has been a bit about Max Duggan and what he's doing and how he's been performing and the type of player that he is. Those are some of the things that I think right now I had to get the edge. It would go to TCU and Max because he's more experienced, too. He's seen it. He's yeah. gone through it all. No, I, I don't think there's any question that TCU has the quarterback advantage right now. Quinn is just really young, hasn't seen a lot. And, you know, they keep the Big 12 has become a haven for the three high, three down defense. And they're going to see it again. Yep. TCU. It's why you get, get to give Son, Sonny Ducks a lot of credit when Sonny Dykes re, rebranded, re uh, basically reimagined that TCU program after taking over for Gary Patterson. He said, you know what? I'm going to take the best offense that the Big 12 has seen in years, which is basically Lincoln Riley's offense, take his little brother for that matter, yep. and I'm going to take the most popular defense in the Big 12, which is what Iowa State's three high, three down, yep. and that's what he's running now with Joe Gillespie. It's worked. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? And remember what I said? That was a miscalculation by PK and Sark when it came to the conference. They misread the conference. They assumed that the Big 12 was still just a, a prolific pace and space passing league. No, the Big 12 is a running league cross-dressing as a passing league. Right. It's been like that for the last three or four years. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously being under – uh, you know, Gary Patterson there for a year, I believe it was, Sonny Dykes was as a, as a special assistant or an advisor. He, I think he understood that because he studied the conference a little bit. Right. And he understood that and he hit the ground running with TCU and the most experienced team in the Big 12. So that's a big, big part of it. And I, so I'm with you. I think the, there's no doubt if you're looking at quarterback advantage, that's TCU. No question. Yep. I agree with you 100%. Uh, and that's why if you're in Texas, you need to make sure you – you know, you highlight and maximize your other advantages, and I, it, hell, even the running back. I don't. We talked about it. It's it's an advantage for Texas, but not a huge, giant no, Grand no. Canyon size advantage. No, no. Kendra Miller is a really capable back too. So yep. you're right. They have some advantages, and I think TCU for TC for Texas for Quinn Ewers. I think in this game, the one thing I do want to see if they can connect on some of the deeper vertical shots yeah. downfield. I mean, truth is, and, I, and I've been you know throwing this out there all week long. I mean, TCU, they are a high-risk, high-reward defense. They're kind of an old-school Big 12 defense. They're only Vanderbilt, West Virginia, Arkansas, Ohio, and Charlotte. All right, so you're talking about five college football programs have allowed more explosive pass plays of 20-plus yards than the TCU defense. So I know— But of those other teams, TCU's the only one that's undefeated. Yes, no question. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? No doubt about it. Because I looked at Charlotte earlier this year, and I'm like, man— they are like they give it up. They give it up. But they're like one in five or two yeah. and two and six. And only like, only Hawaii, U of H, South Florida, Vandy, Ohio, Colorado, Georgia, Southern, and Charlotte have allowed more twenty plus yards from scrimmage. Period. Yep. So they they give up chunk yardage plays, yep. but most of those are through the air. And for for Sark and Quinn, they have been you know chasing that big chunk yardage play downfield. The truth is. If you can't get it versus TCU, you're probably not going to be able to get it versus anybody. And TCU's defense, the three-high, three-down defense, if you look at systematically, it's supposed to limit those big chunk yardage plays and frustrate you into taking, you know, because Sark's a big game hunter, into taking the small game underneath. Yep. And we'll see if Sark decides to do that. I do, I'm a little concerned that Sark may keep chasing that big play if he doesn't get it. Um, they may get him in trouble in this game, especially if it turns into a shootout. That's the one thing that, to your point, that's the one thing that scares me is the fact that you still are chasing that. You were talking about those stats just a second ago, and I was looking today. <clears throat> TCU's rushing defense is ranks 70th in the nation, but their passing defense ranks 94th mm-hmm. in the nation. Yeah, Texas's rush defense ranks 32nd, and TCU's passing defense ranks 104th. Yeah. So they're right there they're going really, back to yeah. your chunk plays. They're, that's why they're able to get those is because of those numbers right there. Yeah, and, I mean, Texas is bad, too. I mean, Texas yeah, is not a great pass 104th. defense. 104th. Texas has allowed <laughs> 33 plays of 20-plus yards through the air, and it almost takes me back to that, that old Bill Walsh quote. Bill Walsh in his Finding the Winning Edge, uh, great book if you can find it. It's really expensive online if you can find a, a copy of it. Uh, but he always said that his most – coveted stat or the one that he fixated on the most was the explosive play margin and for him explosive plays just meant a play of 20 plus yards Mm -hmm. and he said if you win the explosive play margin 
by two or more explosive plays, you win the game based on his research at the time, like 80 to 85 percent of the time. Hell, I believe now that may be even more of a glaring stat because of how the game has changed. And now it's more the passing game is more emphasized than it was back in the day. So I, I think for this game will come down to that Bill Walsh stat pretty much. It'll come down to explosive play margin and who's going to give up explosive plays and who's going to be able to get explosive plays for Texas. My concern would be the vertical passing game for Texas. Can they connect on enough of those? But TCU has given up a lot of them. And on Texas side, Texas pass defense, they've allowed some chunk yardage plays. And usually a lot of those have come. I went back and looked at every 20-plus yard pass play Texas has allowed actually earlier this week. And I found one commonality. Nearly 70% of the time, teams were in three-by-one set, meaning trip set, or a pseudo-trip set, Mm -hmm. which means a twin set with a running back offset to the twin side. And that puts an extremely extreme amount of stress on the defense and puts the safeties in a bit of a conundrum as to what side they're going to shade and what side they're they're going to rotate to, to the trip side or to the single receiver side. Either way, it gives the offense an option. They rotate to the single receiver side. uh, That means they're probably going to be outnumbered on the trip side. If they rotate to the trip side, they're going to leave a lot of space in one-on-one for the single receiver side, and we've seen what a guy like Xavier Hutchison did with that, and a guy like Quinn Johnson will work with that too. So yeah. that's what that three-by-one will do, and you'll see TCU do a ton of that. That They just naturally line up in a lot of three-by-one sets anyway, uh, unbal- yeah. the natural unbalanced set, if you will. Uh, all right, we'll get back to more Texas TCU talk because there's a ton out there. Actually, they figured out who the guest picker was going to be. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll give you that in just a second. Uh, but let me tell you about my friends over at Orchard because uh, here in Austin, man, we have one of the most competitive housing markets in the country. Uh, and right now, my friends over at Orchard, they're going to give you a chance to win-win. You can take advantage of this really competitive housing market. Orchard can make you a solid guaranteed cash offer on your home. That's the first win. I'm talking about a real offer. They're not trying to lowball you. No, they're trying to give you an an actual cash offer that reflects the true market value of your home in one of the most competitive housing markets in the country. All right, so it's your first win, uh, and they're going to handle the upgrades, the listing, the showing. They're going to handle all the stress of selling your home. That's just win number one. Win number two, when Orchard sells your home for more than your cash offer, how about this? You're going to keep the extra. That's right. You win again. That's the win-win they're talking about. So not only will Orchard guarantee the sale of your home, but when it sells for more than they offered you, you keep the upside. You keep the extra. That's why Orchard calls it their win-win program. So take advantage of this great opportunity to sell your home and get maximum value for your old home uh, without all the hassle of having to do it yourself. Right now, you can take advantage. Go to Orchard.com. That's Orchard.com O-R-C-H-A-R-D.com. Go there right now and take advantage of their win-win program. All right, we come back. We'll get into the Panthers beating the Falcons Thursday night football. It wasn't pretty. It ain't never really pretty on Thursday Night Football. Uh, but my man Deontay Foreman, lifetime Longhorn, once again proving he belongs in this league. We'll yeah, talk about that on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Coming down, one, two, then three. 
Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a 5-1-2 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when we play jams from a very talented human beings, artists that you can hear live right here in the ATX, the live music capital of the world. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Bobby Bookout. He is playing Saturday at the Railhouse. And uh, shout out to Bobby Bookout, an actual veteran. Hey! Uh, and uh, this, story, this song right here is called Home, if y'all want to check it out. It's a really cool song. It's a story of when he was deployed overseas, he was going home. Like, he's going home the next day. That night, there's a raid on the place where they're at. He's like, I'm going to die the day before I go home and see my wife and kid. What? So this song is about going home and being like that joy when the air raid lifted and they were like, all right, I made it and I'm getting on the plane is tomorrow morning. Is he telling morning. the story in the song? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, so I might have to check that out. So it's real. a really cool story for Veterans Day. But he's playing tomorrow night, too, at the Railhouse and Kyle. But Bobby Book got an awesome guy. All right, there you go. Man. All right, and happy Veterans Day to all the vets out there. Uh, and it looks like the weather's clearing up a little bit, too, so it's not as bad as it was. So please still be careful on those roads. Uh, make sure you guys uh, look out for one another out there. And uh, go thank a vet for everything the vets have done for. We all got them in our families, uh, but make sure that you reach out to them today. We probably should tell them thank you more often, not just on this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but make sure you do it today, man. This day is for them. And go get some of that free stuff. That free, free 99, man. 99. You're a vet. Go take advantage of that free 99, that's right. man. It's, that's all for you for sure. Uh, okay. Let's get to the uh, Thursday night football matchup. Carolina beat Atlanta 25-15. to And once again, we brought him up yesterday hard. Deontay Foreman, lifetime Longhorn Deontay Foreman, man, is having a resurgence. Uh, he is definitely reinventing himself with the Carolina Panthers post-Christian McCaffrey trade. Uh, since that, So in the last four games, he's had over 100 yards in three of those four games. Mm-hmm. He's averaging 97 yards per game in the last four games. Uh, and he's averaging nearly five yards per carry, so around 4.9 yards per carry. So he has been, man, he has been on a tear. And in this matchup, 31 rushes for 130 yards and one touchdown. Talk about putting some Bijan on it. They yeah. put some Deontay on it. Yeah. <laughs> they said, I, I think I saw a stat yesterday that said that they've had three guys rushed for 100 yards in the last year and a half. Wow. And DeAndre's done it three times in four games. So there's a lot to be had for him. And I love the fact that what you brought up, that yeah. saying that he he's showing that he deserves to be a back in this league. I always thought he deserved to be a back. I just thought it was lack, lack of maturity in some of the situations. Yeah, no doubt. Is that me? Yep, no, sure was. Was that you or me? Yeah, that was me. <laughs> um, yeah, my computer's talking to us about everything. I guess <laughs> they were excited about DeAndre. DeAndre does belong in that damn league. <laughs> I saw it too. And, they, and, and in the post game, they gave him the game ball. Oh, I Coach didn't see, was so oh, excited cool. about it. I didn't and they just that. yelled, Foreman! Oh, and they handed him the ball. Cool, so, man. I mean, I'm Good happy for him. for him. Obviously, we know we had the conversation. He lost his dad. I um, wish Papa Foreman could be the yeah. Papa Foreman would be. Oh, you know uh, he'd be dude. telling everybody he'd be about telling, it. I told y'all. I told, oh, man, Papa Foreman was awesome. Along with fans remember Papa Foreman, yeah, that's too, right. but uh, that's he was right. a good man. Good man. Yeah, but so I'm, I'm excited for him. I'm excited for Coach Wilkes. I'm excited for P.J. Watt. I'm excited for the Carolina Panthers. I mean, they're three and seven. You excited for Baker Mayfield? Uh, yeah, he was headbutting people with he no helmet on. headbutting people. With no helmet on. Why you got he that Tom Herman? Yeah, what's going on? No, come on, guys. He can't. Why Why was he doing that? Yeah, he wanted some contact. 
I get it. He's like, I'm not going to play, so I might as well act like I played. Oh, Bust my so, head open. No. Yeah, I saw that. Baker. I was like, Baker, come on, man. Baker, come on, man. We come literally on, man. are having <laughs> serious discussions about head trauma and yes. concussion. And you're going to get concussed yes. out here just headbutting people with no helmet on. All I, I talk about Herman is Patrick Brown. I hope he had a brain vault. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well done. I well to done. Get that in there, Dr. Doc. Greg Ecker would That's appreciate right. that. That's right. That's nice. Well done. A product placement that, there. That's right. Got that mouthpiece <laughs> in. But, yeah, I mean, this is a good look. But the bigger story is Marcus Mariota. I was talking about him yesterday and, like, mm. hey, man, I think he's got it. There should have been probably – he could have thrown you – t- you had the stat yesterday of Patrick Mahomes and how many interceptions were dropped. That was last night for Marcus Mariota. He was lucky, man. He was lucky. And then there was a couple times he threw an interception, but there was a penalty on the play. Mm-hmm. So it was like, oh, okay, you got to come back with it. But yeah, and how? Why is it that they don't get Cordell Patterson the ball more? I don't know. But I, yeah, I don't know. That's a good, good question. I don't know because people were upset. I think online because there must have been a bet that uh, he was gonna yeah, the over or, under or, on his yardage yeah, or probably. something. Probably, and uh, they're probably they looking at it too and saying the run game overall can control exactly what you don't want to have happen for them, well, for the a- other Atlanta team. Atlanta tried to break tendency coming to the game. I mean, listen, going into that game, Atlanta, they were at the, the, the second highest run rate in the NFL at 57%. Entered the game, uh, second in rushing attempts in the NFL. Um, and, you know, they ran the ball 37 times against Carolina it was 11 days ago when yes, they played them. Yes. So they that was kind of the way to go. That was. But this time they came in almost throwing it early on, which was weird. But Carolina knew what they wanted to do. Carolina oh, yeah. was the exact opposite. They ran Correct. it 17 times on their first 23 plays. Yeah. And they ended up running it 47 times total, which, by the way, is the third most in a game this year. And most of that was to Deontay Foreman. So they knew. They, it was almost like Atlanta was having. They tried to break tendency to throw them off mm-hmm. early in the game. And it was it didn't work. I think it's just that simple. It did not work. That was not their identity. Uh, at least it hasn't been their identity all year long. And shout out to my boy Rob B. Rob B. told us all yesterday. Oh, yeah, man. On Thursday nights. Under, baby. Make sure the primetime games. Primetime. You look for the under. Pound them. End of it. And. It, hit? it was 41 and a half. Yeah. And the number 40. was 40. <laughs> I'm telling you. Hey, I don't know what. Right now, those unders, because I had a number right here, they're hitting it all season long 60%. Unders in prime time, 64%. How about this, though? Unders in division games, 70%. Yeah. Because yeah. they know each other really well. They know Teams each other, know each other yeah. really yep. well. Yep. So division games, how many unders? Uh, Primetime games, how many unders, people? Yeah. You had 64%, <laughs> 70%. I've been telling you about this for, for uh, six weeks now. Some of y'all should have been made some money. Yep. All right, some of y'all out there should have been made some money. How about your boy? Right? Now, we know I mean, we're early into it, but is this Christian McCaffrey trade one of those trades that looks like it may work out really well for both sides? I know um, one person that does look like it worked out for, and that's Deontay Foreman. Well, because well, the Panthers, like, if you have Christian McCaffrey, you're not just going to run him 30 times a game. Like, no, that's when right. they had that stat, and they're like, they haven't had a 100 yard rusher. Like, yeah, but they've had 100 yards total with Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah. But he had 80 yards, rush, or 80 yards rushing and 80 yards receiving. It's true. But you go, you have to have the right coach and right system for that to work. Mm-hmm. And they Matt haven't Rowe. had that in Matt several Rowe was years. Not the right guy. And yeah. so now you're just like, hey, man, let's simplify it. Let Foreman run the ball. He's better at just doing that than, than McCaffrey is. And then let McCaffrey go to San Francisco with a coach who loves to use a guy in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's it, like this it may be. be a great win win trade where it's like, look, Carolina, you, you weren't going to use him right. Let us play with that toy. 
You have you another toy. You play that. We'll no, both right. have it. It's rare. To it's have rare to have a win-win. But you're right because the Panthers are now in weeks 7 through 10 since the McCaffrey trade. They're uh, averaging 160 rushing yards a game, and they got seven rushing touchdowns. Prior to that, they were only averaging 90 rushing yards a game, mostly probably to the uh, hypothesis of my man Patrick that, you know, they're splitting that up because yeah. of the diversity and the, of the skill set of a guy like McCaffrey. But at least now they know what their identity is. They right. want to run the rock. That's yeah. who we are. We're going to come to run the rock. And- and we're trying to keep that other offense off the field. And that's why away. they have P.J. Walker as the quarterback because they know they're not going to put him in a situation to go out there and throw it 30 to 40 times a game. They're going to put him in a position to where hand it off to our yeah. running backs and make sure that we control the clock. Mm-hmm. Control the clock. That's and, what they're doing. And a lot of times the offensive linemen, I mean, we got a chance to see Casey Stuttered yesterday, but Shout I guarantee out. you – Casey would much rather run block as opposed to pass block. I believe I've heard Casey say that. Because he wants to run people yeah. over. He wants to smash some yeah, face. Exactly. Casey Stutter wants to <laughs> smash some face. Exactly. He's that kind of guy if you've met him before. Uh, yeah, no, it's like, I, I think Atlanta, um, yeah, they just kind of lost their way with the game plan. Panthers knew exactly what they wanted to do. Pounded the rock. And, and shout out to Deontay Foreman, man. He's uh, really having a great season um, at the second half of this season after that, that post-McCaffrey trade. So good for him. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Baker Mayfield. What's going to happen with Baker Mayfield? What's it? I mean, is he done being a starter now? Do you think, uh, do you think he ever gets a chance to be a starter again? Uh, injury. That would be the only way. Okay. So nobody, I remember we were talking yeah, about yeah, No one's signing him as a starter. We were talking about this. Like, he's done as, a, as being yep. somebody's yep. starter no, think, or franchise I think he's in that Mitchell season. Trubisky era now. Yeah, I think so. Like, you, you may end up starting, yeah. but you're not the starting and, quarterback. And if you're the starting <laughs> exactly. quarterback, that team is going to be bad. Like, they are rebuilding. They gave up everything they have, and you're coming in there to win two games. I hate to say it, but I I think it is true. that It's it's over. And he may be able to get back and prove it again if he gets on a team with a solid, you know. Possible, but he's got about a perfect situation now. Yeah, exactly. Where the team wants him to be the guy, and I'm with you. Well, I mean, mean, though, like, if you have a young quarterback that gets hurt or he goes in and is a backup for an older quarterback who gets hurt, he may find a system that he works yeah, in then and put up good numbers. That's, that's just a ticking clock. It yeah. is. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean it's just like that, yeah, that's you're better. Cooper Rush there. Like, yeah, yeah, you're doing great, but it's only a matter of time before you're on the bench. But that's better that's than the, the alternative. Cooper Rush. <laughs> <laughs> that's who he just became. Because, and, and, and it's not that looks in the mirror. Yeah. He, he gets up at night. It's dark. I see the scene. He gets up. He's a little groggy. He goes to the bathroom. He goes, he's reached the restroom, looks in the mirror, turns on the light. <gasps> He's Cooper Rush. He I wasn't trying to make him Cooper His Rush. His wife is like, oh, <laughs> Cooper Rush. <laughs> Why? 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 <laughs> <laughs> Cooper Rush loves being Cooper Rush. Exactly. But Baker Mayfield no. doesn't want to be Cooper Rush. No. He said, oh, Chris Rockline, he's always said that, man, if Bill Gates had Oprah money, he'd kill himself. <laughs> it's a good That's life. A good, but yeah, hey, yeah. man, he's used to a yeah, certain status. A, yeah, that's right. That's right. And that's where that's exactly right. Baker's used to being the number one overall He's draft pick, Heisman Trophy winner, just going through life, commercials all over the place. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you seen him in one of them commercials? It's a great point. Wait, I they were all in Brown Stadium. It, well, he moved. He moved. <laughs> yeah, they ain't filming those in Carolina. I was like, they ain't insuring nobody yeah, else. No, he can't get insurance Carolina. Yeah, else. Apparently not. They ain't know. Yeah. You're right. I don't know. Yes, that's a great point. They never transitioned those commercials over. And I, actually, I like those commercials. Right. Baker's good in those commercials. Can Agreed. we admit that at least? Oh, for sure. Yes. He's okay. fun. That, that, 
But Look, I, can, I can be good in a commercial, Ron. <laughs> don't mean that I can throw a football. <laughs> well, I'm looking at this. Someone just said everything y'all are saying right now about Baker is what happened to Geno Smith. But Geno was like a second-round pick, right? Yeah, Geno wasn't the he's star. A second round he wasn't the franchise quarterback. He was a, he, so, yeah, somebody might have drafted him because they wanted to see if he could be that guy. Wasn't but, it the Jets? What it was the Jets believe, that drafted him? I believe you're correct. Yeah. J-E-T. And yeah. I think maybe they did draft him thinking he could be the future, but Baker Mayfield went number one overall. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, that's, and, and it's a falls into that perfect scenario situation where it ends up that he ends up on Seattle and he's the backup to Drew Locke, but then outplays Drew Locke and gets up and gets a starting job. And Drew Locke's not good enough to be the starter. Yeah. Like, so there's that is a perfect storm for Geno Smith to even get this opportunity. It is, you're right. So, like, th- that scenario in itself is weird enough that yeah. for Baker to have that happen seems pretty pretty rare that that would happen to, you and, know. And we've talked about the Seattle Seahawks and how yeah, yeah. just strange and uncanny this yeah. is, this run, trading Russell Wilson, like you said, bringing Drew Locke, and right now they are playing more rookie snaps than anybody in the yep. NFL. Yep. They got two first-round picks covered up uh, next year because they thought they were rebuilding. They're like, oh, we're rebuilding. Yeah. It's no big deal. They thought they were in a different position than what they exactly. are now. Now they're creating the position. Yeah, and now Geno Smith yeah. is, and, you know, Harge brought this up a couple of weeks ago, but still, because I did the research too, he's playing like a top-five quarterback yeah. in the league. Yes, he is. He leads the league in touchdown passes of 20 yards or more air yards downfield. He leads the league in pat touchdown passes of 10 or more yards downfield. He has a 73% completion percentage. If it holds up, it'll be the third best in NFL history behind Drew Brees. Yeah. Drew Brees. Yeah, he's lighting it up and he's and, <sighs> and he's he's running the offense the way it should be. And you can hear the digs from both sides of it where we talked about Geno. They tried to write me off, but I didn't write back. I and like then that. you hear what uh uh Pete Carroll's talking about how Geno's talk, getting with the team and not having to go through other people to talk to him. He's right there with them. You heard Lockett even bring it up too about he's accessible. We can talk to him without I mean, having these issues. The Lockett quote was, it's amazing right? How, 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 what you can do when you don't care who gets the credit, the credit for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's like, amazing what we can accomplish when nobody cares who gets the credit. That's amazing. So I guess there, the, the shot there is the subtext <laughs> there is that, yeah, I guess Russell Wilson <laughs> always wants the credit. Yeah. They've been, they been taking shots at Russell Wilson all year long. Yeah, no P, doubt. Pete Carabin t- took a shot another day about mm. uh, wristbands or something like that. They've been oh, taking yeah. shots at Russell Wilson. He's man. like, we won a lot of games without my wristbands on. <laughs> That's what Russ, you know, Russ is I'm like, like, whoa. Yeah. He, man. You know, sometimes it yeah. seems more efficient with the wristbands and everything is clean. And then they asked Russ, and Russ was like, oh, we won a lot of games without my wristband on. So <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. But Texas Here right they though. go. Texas says people like Gino. They yep, do. They do. That matters. Yep. It matters yep. when you're a leader in the locker room if, if the guys like you. And it seems now, in retrospect, we know the guys really didn't like Russell Wilson as sure much. It seems that way. Um, and yeah, right now, Gino's playing at a. And now that Seattle defense, by the way, is also playing like a top five defense. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to that when we talk some more of the NFL news, notes, and nuggets coming up at the uh, top of the four and the top of the six. We come back. We got the flex on the other side. Flex. High school football action last night. Uh, I'm sure you'll have some tonight. Hopefully, you'll have yeah, some tonight. As long as no lightning. Yeah, exactly. We'll get into that and all of that more and let you know what's happening on the Flex right here on Ball Don't Lie on 1049 The Horn. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to FLXATX.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit BrainVault.com and join the movement. Mm. 
Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Time for our flex segment. But before we do that, 512 Friday right here on Ball Don't Lie. We play jams from local bands and artists that you can catch right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Kevin Flatt. He is doing his CD release party tonight at Half Step. All instrumental stuff. Mm. Got a lot of good horn players and musicians that are going to be playing with him tonight over at Half Step. It's got some some funk to it, too. A little, yeah. a little funky. I like that. No doubt. All right. Um, you can always... Uh, oh, actually, Patrick, you post this stuff, right? Yes. This is all up okay. on a blog post right Make now sure. over at hornfm.com, and you can go find out all the bands, all the songs, where they're going to be playing. There you go. Beautiful. We want to make sure we mention that. Patrick working hard for us, and we really appreciate it. The folks at FLX ATX are also working hard. Flex ATX, go check it out for yourself. Social media platforms, FLX ATX, are also at the website, FLXATX.com. Of course, they got you covered about your Thursday night playoff final scores up there. Uh, so sad that some of these teams' season will be ending, uh, but also congrats. So a lot of these teams are going to keep hope alive and keep their season alive. Westlake, 51 now? Yeah, 51 straight victories. Yeah, 58 to 10 win over Cedar Ridge. So a commanding win. I even saw Colton Vasek. Yeah, uh, put in get get a got get a some sack work. Or yeah, yeah, he put some, some work in there. I think I saw it was CJ Vogel that tweeted out a video of him beating a triple team. Yeah, he got triple team. Got, got triple team that, and, and got, got a sack through, on got a triple team. Yeah, made a play. Okay. I don't give a damn if it's three three <laughs> kindergartners blocking you. That's still impressive. Yeah. Uh, all right, DeSoto beating Wise thirty seven to ten and a, a couple 37, of long, 20. 37, so 37 20. Sorry yeah. about the thirty seven twenty. Uh, and a couple of Longhorns actually were uh, on display there. You had Jante Cook. Yep. Uh, the Trey wide receiver Weiser. and Trey Wisner, the running back there. Uh, Flugerville Weiss, uh, I did see a great play by Peyton Morgan of them, who ended up getting an interception uh, yep. in the red zone. It's a good play by him. Jarrell uh, 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 beats Bandera 31 to 14. Uh, Wimberly 81 to 0 win Whew. Yeah. Uh, over uh, YMLA. Uh, Bernie 42 14 win over Taylor. Madisonville 41 to 21 win over LaGrange. Lago Vista 67 7 win over Bandera. Uh, Lano with a 41 0 win over, is it Cotella? Uh, Pot- you said Blanco or who just L- Lano. Yeah. Over, how do you say Cotella? I mean, I'm, I'm going with what you said. I have no idea. <laughs> Craigle, Texas. Texas, yeah, Texas Craigway. Uh, Jordantown, Jordantown uh, 28 over Luling. Uh, Blanco, 41 over Potite. 41-14 mm-hmm. over Potite. Flatonia, 59-32 win. Man, talk about a shootout. Over Junction uh, and Thorndale, 41-30 win over Johnson City. Yeah, that's a big-time game. Mm-hmm. I got a chance to watch um, last night the Westlake game. Jaden Greathouse took one back to the house on a punt that was so smooth and effortless. And I'm just, you know, I'm looking at him, and the speed doesn't seem to be a problem. No. You know what I'm saying? No, no. It, it, I mean, he's a big guy, but he can run, and he makes plays. They use him in the Wildcat, and they also use him on punt return. Mm-hmm. Explosive, explosive player. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, and a lot of people are hoping that he may end up opening his commitment back up. Mm-hmm. Right now, verbally committed to uh, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Uh, tonight, uh, Friday night, flex games to watch. Uh, Round Rock versus Lake Travis. That's going to be Big game. game. Are you going to this one? Yeah. I got my tickets ready to go, but okay. I don't like this right yeah, here. Yeah, nobody likes that weather, but if it, <clears throat> if the lightning can stay away, I mean, yeah. you can play in this weather. You can play in the rain. And if you not, run you, the if rock. you can't make it out there, you can watch it on Bally Sports tonight. And, of course, you can, you can listen, listen to, to it, it right here on 104.9. And even Craig Way. Craig Way will be on the call for Shout this out. game. Nice. Tonight? For Bally. 
But he said, but he said, I don't mind if you turn it off the sound and listen to Bucky and Mark Honing and Sidelines. <laughs> he said, I will give nice. y'all the wow. love for that one. There you go. Yeah. Man, you got the GOAT Craig Way saying, no, <laughs> that's right. I'm going to suggest y'all listen to Bucky. All right. Yep. And uh, that's pretty cool. All right. So uh, Dripping Springs versus Maynard also happening tonight. That is going to be a hell of a, a test for Maynard. Maynard's secondary, though, is a little bit better than people think. Got uh, got some good players over mm-hmm. there uh, in their secondary. Vandergriff versus Bowie. Uh, LBJ versus Elgin. Cedar Park versus Smithson Valley. Georgetown versus uh, New Braunfels Canyon, mm-hmm. and you'll have McCallum versus Waco University. Those nope. are the highlighted games tonight. And don't forget, a New Braunfels Canyon is uh, Mike Adams, former That's right. Rod. His son is a quarterback, and let me just tell you. Is he the real deal? He can spin it. Where's Mike Adams now? Isn't he, wasn't he's, he an offensive coordinator at one point? Where is he's, he now? I think he's like the uh, assistant athletic director for, for the Rifles. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I know he was uh, coaching for a while. I just didn't yep. know exactly where he decided to yep. post up. Okay. There you go. Nice little nugget there. Spin it. Let What's me a, just tell you. Oh, he is he from the 254? You going to claim him too? No, I won't do okay, that good. to you <laughs> I won't do that to you <laughs> Otherwise, it's yeah. hard to be claiming. He, he drove through does. it, though. He drove through it. There you go. He drove through that 254. No doubt about that. Uh, yeah, so you got some great games tonight. Go check it out for yourself. Uh, all the great info and content up there at flxatx.com. Mm-hmm. flxatx on all of your social media platforms. Okay. Uh, why did Micah Parsons compare Aaron Rodgers to a roach? I'll tell you why when we come back. Mm. Right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.